0: Hey, what's going on, Redskins Addicts? It's your boy, Rod. We're back with Pod 38. And we are going to name this pod the George Rogers Pod. So George Rogers... Uh... Drafted in 1981, uh, round one, pick one overall by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, stayed with the Saints for a couple of years, 81 to 84, and then he tagged on to the Redskins 85 to 87. He was part of our Super Bowl 22 championship winning team. Um, a little bit cool thing about him is he ended up uh, finished second all time to Eric Dickerson on the single season rookie rushing yards record with 1674, and that record still stands. Um, so uh, pretty cool. We know Alf got close a couple of years ago in 2012, but. um. You know, pretty cool for uh, George Rogers. So that's pod 38 intro. So quick synopsis. uh, Thanksgiving, our our turkey has been digested. A couple days have passed. We have watched the Sunday games. We're no longer in first place. We've slid back to second place with the Giants winning yesterday. But we beat the Brakes. Off of Dallas, 41-16. to um, A little cool tidbit from that game. Um, it, we know I watched A.G. Antonio Gibson really go nuts. Uh, he became the first rookie to score three touchdowns in the Thanksgiving game since Randy Moss did that back in 1998. So uh, a yeah. little bit of a round of applause for him. That was That's pretty cool to see. Um, we know he had to transition from wide receiver to running back coming into the league. Started off kind of slow. I know myself and maybe a couple of other folks were really mad when – Uh, Adrian Peterson was not kept on the team, but AG is blooming into a pretty good weapon in front of our eyes, so very nice to see that. Uh, So, gentlemen, overreaction Monday. How are you guys feeling about the Washington football team at 4-7 and in second place in the NFC East? I will start with you, Steve. Um,
1: I'm feeling good. It's always good to have a a win and especially against the Cowboys and especially on Thanksgiving, so for for that, you know, that alone. I mean, it's great. Nobody wants to lose, right? I mean, it is a little rough in the long-term picture, you know, I'm not going to call it a hollow defensive ch- conference championship for a worse draft position. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about this offseason depending on where they finish, but all in all, man, it was a it was a great great game. It was fun to watch, full belly, good time. Um I I am a little overreaction upset that I didn't get to see the Steelers Ravens game. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to watch that game. For I think prime we time. all do. <laughs> um but my my major overreaction um is and we'll talk about it later but yeah we won. I I am just not going to I just don't know I just really can't say how good we are, you know. We keep <laughs> That that's really I I you know it, I don't know it's hard to put that in the words but um Ron Rivera, this is the first sweep ever by a new coach of sweeping the Cowboys. That's, that's a really good thing. Uh, but I just don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, you know, that we have arrived. So, uh, yeah, just kind of temper expectations. It was a great win. I don't want to overreact and say, you know, we're, we're going to the show. So that's about it.
0: I wouldn't blame you if you did, because it is overreaction Monday. So if you said we're going to the Super Bowl, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) That was your uh, one
2: opportunity to do it, Steve. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Free pass, right? That was an
0: underreaction Monday from Steve, but all all good. Sorry. (laughs) All good. Hey, Phil, how you feeling with your overreactions?
2: Okay, so I'm going to – I get to get this out without Ellie in the room yet. So I'm going to say it now. (laughs) I was wrong about Antonio Gibson. I shouldn't say I was wrong. I was I underestimated how quickly he'd develop into the talent he's become. Um, I mean, because at in, in Memphis he was so wrong, right? And I just didn't. I was like, man, I, I, come on! You couldn't pr- crack the starting lineup at Memphis on a regular basis, and you want to come into the NFL and be a starter? I mean, so my mindset was was that way, and while I still think there's definitely some aspects of his game outside of him physically running the ball. Well, there's one aspect of that, that I'm like, man, I hope they coach us up for, so he could be even better. The fact that he's doing this well, this early on in his career, I did not see coming. I thought he was going to be more of a gimmick back. I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he was going to do some of the things they had McKissick do like running that damn uh, uh, annexation of Puerto Rico play, you know, things like that. I thought he was going to be used for jet sweeps and gimmick plays and coming out of the backfield on third down. I didn't think he'd be RB one from day one and he has been, and he has developed over the course of time. So I was wrong in doing that. And I got balls big enough to say that because I will argue my point to death. When I can admit that I'm wrong, yeah, I'll say I was wrong about that. I did not think he would develop this quickly. I thought it would be a year or two just because of his lack of playing the position before. Uh, so my overreaction Monday is that I'm I was wrong and I'm on the 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 AG uh, train. That is
0: beautiful to hear. So, ladies and gentlemen, Phil and Ellie are now bonded with the bro bond over AG. So, mm-hmm. it's a very, very good to hear. Ellie, oh, are you man, on?
2: I'm even getting up early in the morning to go lift now, too.
0: <laughs> there you go, man.
2: 5.30 in the morning.
0: Positivity coming is Ellie. contagious.
2: I, I'm, not, I'm never going to run. Though. I will never be a runner.
0: <laughs> I think Ellie's trying to get on, ladies and gentlemen. So, while, while he's uh, loading in, my overreaction is... I don't really have one per se, like it's, it's odd. I'll, I'll kind of, maybe I'll piggyback of what Charlie Cassidy said earlier. I believe he was uh, live on one Oh six, seven. Um, and he just said, you know, what we're seeing with Alex Smith right now is just fool's gold. Um, that's probably going to be my continued overreaction and not to be a naysayer. It's not related to Haskins or anything like that. It truly isn't. Um, I know people call me out all the time on Twitter, even in the Facebook group. Um, I just, I just want to see the team growing um, with the folks that we kind of want or expect to be here, and I think that the NFL has transitioned from a league where you, you draft a rookie, especially in the first round, to play quarterback, and you stash them. Um, that time has come and gone in this league. Like, literally, you play the guys and you see what you got. It's unfortunate for the kids. Maybe we're doing it right. Um, I don't know. The fan me says we're not. The fan me says that we're wasting time with Alex. Um, but who knows? I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, I'll be like Phil, and I'll completely admit it, and I'll be happy because um, there's nothing wrong with that. That just means that my team is truly improving and trending in the right direction. Um, so yeah, overreaction for me is that the 4-7 and seven record vying for an NFC East title isn't really what it's cracked up to be. So we'll see. I mean, it, it sucks that the division leader is four and seven as well. And we lost to them twice. Um, so we have no, absolutely no chance for a tiebreaker. And that really hurts if we're try, truly trying to create a win, a winning philosophy with this, with this organization, with this young team and move forward. So that's what it is. Uh, but good, bad, and ugly. Uh, Phil, you are the next lucky contestant for good, bad, ugly. So how are you feeling after what you saw Thanksgiving day?
2: The good, the good, the good, the good, the good, the very good was our offensive line. We finally agree seem to have found the right concoction of five players to play. The only one that I can kind of give or take with is is Sharp, um, but I, I I don't know. He played a lot better after the first few snaps and he also seems to be a much better run blocker than, than a pass blocker which means we should lean more on a run game but um our offensive line top rated offensive line in the league this past week and dallas does have some pass rushers you know they, they, they got demarcus lawrence and and um um what was that? Guy, Randy Gregory and Alden Smith. So they got guys who can get after the quarterback. And uh, after early on, they weren't getting that pressure, and they were definitely we controlled a lot of scrimmage in the run game, and that was very important. Um And it's and we're not even going to talk about just Antonio Gibson. I already sang his praises. Let's talk about the fact that Gibson wasn't the only guy who had some great runs. Help no, Peyton Barber was you know running with some was, violence through those holes. He,
0: he was. And he was he was hitting those holes hard, quick, fast. He had a couple of jump cuts um that I liked. It was, it was nice to see for sure, man.
2: Yeah, yeah and I think you created a lot of that to the offensive line. Yep. Uh Brandon Sheriff finally found his game. He's he's had such an off year up to this point. Last couple games he's been his old self and he really shared that in this game. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, that's another guy. Like, his technique is not pretty. It's not how I would coach, like, high school players to, to – to I would not use his tape and say, that's the technique. You know, because he, he's – his footwork's kind of – and so things that fast. But he's a mauler. Like, he's just a strong dude who's just going to just take whoever's in front of him and just, just, just overpower them. And I like that, you know, we, we need some of that attitude online guys who are just going, you know, put a you know a hat on a hat and just wrestle them out of the way. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. So it, it very almost good was our offensive line.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Go ahead. it's no. I was just going to say it's, it's obviously too early to call them the hogs, but uh, anytime knowing the history of this franchise and organization, when you see the, the, the offensive line playing that well, um, it does pump you up, so I, I, too, agree with you there. That was very, very good uh, to see for sure. Uh, Absolutely.
2: I mean, it's, it's the first time with these five that we have, and, and Ruye may be the only one who doesn't qualify, but the rest of the guys on this line are physical dudes. Like, as much as I like, to cra- I've, I've crapped on Morgan Moses in the past, this year, I mean, he's playing a lot better, period but he's reestablished himself as a very physical tackle. I like him over on the left side. I wanted him on the left side before the season started. Um, and I think that he fits well over there. I mean, he's the, he's the guy you want. He's a physical presence. He's an experienced player. He is talented. And he's a lot more disciplined this year. So, please, if we can keep him at left for a while, let's let's do that. Until we find, until we absolutely have the left tackle of the future, I am fine with Morgan Moses on the left side for the next few years. I mean, that, that that's one less thing we have to worry about going into the next offseason. I think he's got to find a right tackle, a little bit easier to find. So that was the good. The bad was um, too much. I would just say was bad. I got an ugly, um, but it's hard to point out bad in a um, – In a 41-16 game, but, okay, I do have one. Um, The only deep downfield shot we took in the entire game was a tight end option by Logan Thomas. Yep. The longest pass that I believe I remember Alex Smith throwing that was mostly in the air was a 19-yard pass to Terry McLaurin over the middle it was nice. Terry caught it, but we need to, we, I love the fact we pull out all the gimmick plays and everything else. I thought it was great. Um, God, it, it actually made me kind of like smile towards Scott Turner for the first time this season, but you can't lean on that forever. You're going to need to do the traditional thing. And that includes going downfield, the ball more often. And I don't have confidence in Alex to do that. And I don't know if that's just the, the, the play calling, where they're only calling plays where maybe the deep route is the third or fourth option or what, but Alex is always going to the shorter routes. It's worked so far, but do you think Pittsburgh's defense isn't talented enough to take that away from him? They absolutely are. So, but, uh, Hey, Logan Thomas showed he's got an arm.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you what I know. Uh, I know Denver could have used him yesterday. Oh, looking man. for a third quarterback, <laughs> you know, different different pod, I guess. You know, but uh, it's it's nice to have some sort of option like that, yeah. And so uh, for me, I think you kind of took my ugly. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of just jump into mine. Um, the ugly was. Well, yeah, I do
2: have an ugly, an ugly, ugly. Oh, that was you. you still got more. That was my bad. Okay,
0: that was my,
2: my one bad. I wasn't. <laughs> we won, so I can't call it ugly, but it was bad. The ugly was uh, Ronald Darby, man. Um, he made some. He made some plays, tried to get some. You know, have some 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 makeups. But good lord, did Ronald Darby get toasted twice um, down the sideline by Amari Cooper? Once was the touchdown. The other one was pat- he committed pass interference because he had no other choice. Um, and that fourth down where he forced an incompletion they're lucky they don't review for pass interference anymore because it was clearly pass interference because he went through the receiver before the ball got there. Uh, so Ronald Darby, uh, we've been singing your praises lately. I've said that you have been a pleasant surprise. Um, but, uh, this game was definitely your low point so far this season. So don't do that again. You got away with this one. Uh, (laughs) Um, No, so.
0: I I agree. It's it was funny. We were talking about him in the admin chat, or really the game chat in Redskins X. Um, we gave him praise in the previous pod, and then he he kind of draws a couple goose eggs on game day. So, uh, yeah, he definitely gets a, a bad. Ellie, welcome to the pod. I see you're tuned in. Got the field behind you. Headphones on. Yeah. So Ellie's Ellie's in game mode, so I'm <laughs> I'm gonna let you jump in, brother. Like the the double Dutch match that we're in. So, what's your good, bad, and the ugly?
3: Uh, let's see. My good. Uh just the running game as a whole. I, I think if nothing else that you can believe in that we've done, it's we can run the ball a little bit right now. Uh my bad, Alex Smith is still taking some really awful sacks and it hasn't cost us recently. But if you bring pressure, you're going to get to Alex Smith and there's little he can do about it because he's not mobile anymore, at least not that much. Um, my ugly is still special teams we don't make any special teams plays still to this year. And I mean, we're four and seven. So it's hard to say that we've gotten lucky because we've lost almost twice as much as we win. But this quote unquote division competition is still in play without any significant special teams plays. Um, So at some point that's going to have to change or that's really going to hurt us.
1: I mean, can you, I I don't think I can honestly say one time this year, hey, you remember that play on special teams where... Not even one. Not even a return. Right. Sad.
2: So Yeah, Danny Johnson had a couple of decent kick returns. They really – they tried to force him to return. He got the ball further up the field than if they had just taken a touchback. But, I mean, that's, uh, that's not impressive. That's just, okay, good on you. Thank you. But, I mean, really the biggest play aspects of special teams, I mean, kick returns taken away. So, you have punt returns, punts and uh field goals we we know two of the three aren't aren't doing anything for us luckily we got tress way and we got some really good punt coverage but yeah two two thirds of the aspects of special teams that really affect a game are not doing anything i'm with you on that Ellie.
0: yeah kind of one of what anyone know what our special teams ranking is nfl's changed their website. It's kind of harder to... Kind of dubbed down on it.
1: I mean, what do I'm, you what do you use to measure? I mean, you, it's gotta be broken up into the units though, right? Pump yeah. Return, kickoff return. It's
2: hard. Yeah. Let me see what I can find.
0: Can't be that good. Yeah. Steve, how how you feeling, brother?
2: No. I'll tell you right now, it's not um all
1: right. For my good, um, kinda of echo what you guys say. They run game and then play calling, uh specifically. That's I right. I'd say I think this RJ is Braden. probably one of one of uh Scott Turner's better call games. And that's probably only a handful. The other one being the other Dallas game, you know, we said it before in the last podcast to beat this team, you got to run the ball The 31st ranked run run defense in the NFL. Got to run the ball. He did it. I'm thankful. He did it because you never know with Scott Turner, you know, he might get pass happy and make Alex Moth throw 50 times. So good on that for the run game uh, and a play calling. Um, and the offensive, like Phil said, the offensive line's playing well. Yep. Credit to AG too, but some of the holes he's finding, especially against both Dallas games, man, they've been massive. So credit to everyone in the run unit specifically. So they, they, they they've been doing just such a great job. And I just wish we would, we would do it more. You don't, you can get by with a subpar quarterback. It's not sustainable, but you can get by as you see what, what, what we're doing. But like I said, real test will be against Pittsburgh. We'll see how this, you know, is it, is it, is it really fool's gold? I think we'll we'll find out here. Uh, was well, going to be Sunday. Now it's Monday, five p.m. Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken, for yep. that game. Uh, bad. I'm going to say the passing game. Not that he had to pass, and he was. I'll call it efficient with regards to completions and attempts. Twenty for twenty-seven. He didn't have to do much because we did dominate on the ground. But you guys said it. We didn't take a lot of shots. Everything was was quick. It, it was just meh you know it was like it was nothing i uh, it's it's hard to put into words it just wasn't i mean he Good was enough. there yeah 73 percent. okay super accurate 149 yards okay uh, touchdown and interception and three sag uh, uh, i mean it's alex smith football right he didn't lose the game for you he didn't win it for you so it's he's, he's kind of right where he is um the ugly kind of what elise said the special teams not of the sense that we didn't make a play but it's kind of linked to the defense, you know. Would you guys say we dominated that game on defense? I would say so, right? We did. Why did we only get two punts that whole game? Can anyone explain that to me? Why did we only get two punts? But they go for on fourth down like three times. Okay, that's right. They did. I remember that fourth and one. They did that stupid reverse. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean that was that was kind of my ugly I, it's, it's yeah, hard I'm to sorry a, they went for it four times on fourth well, and that's the answer right there. So
2: <laughs> so they don't respect our defense though. They were all yeah, fourth and shorts. And then they were behind they were behind and was still close. So I think they were they were just trying they thought that they could get that yard because you know our defense has only been stiffening up in and, and, and you know in the past couple of games really, just uh yeah, you know, compared to previous games. I'd, I'd say I'd say that you know they've they've gotten better about about key situations like that, but Dallas tried to test them because they figured, hey, we got the weapons, we got Zeke, we got C.D. Lamb, we got Amari Cooper, we can make something happen, and they didn't. Part of it was stupid play calling.
0: Yep, great for me. I won't do a good bad ugly. I'll start off with great. I smashed Ellie in fantasy football this week. (laughs) So anytime I play the Brainiac and smash him in fantasy is a great, great weekend for Rod. So uh, all jokes aside, um, we won a game versus divisional foe and we pulled away. Um, So it wasn't the, the, the tear jerker or the the heartache type of games where you're kind of going down to the wire of wondering if we're going to win. I will give them, you know, kudos for, smashing Dallas twice this season. For me, that's great. Um, the bad, you guys kind of hit on it. Um, our longest pass came from a former quarterback slash now tight end in the NFL, Logan Thomas. Um, I want to see Alex kind to stretch the field. Um, some goodness with looking at the stat sheet. Our number one target for receptions was Terry McLaurin with nine. Um, but the next one was Antonio Gibson for seven. So it's still down City. Um, you know, you, I bring that up online, and it's, it's funny how many people apparently have sex with Scott Turner because they're like, <laughs> oh, that's those are design plays. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Troy Aikman is on the broadcast, a former quarterback, former Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl winning quarterback, commenting that Alex is checking it down repeatedly. Um, so I want to see more of that. If you're going to be this super knowledgeable quarterback with all the, the requisite experience and um capability that we need, Ron says we need, um, take some chances, man, throw the ball on field. I, I believe in our defense enough where I want to see him take a chance. And if you turn it over, it is what it is. We'll talk shit about you because that's what you do on a fan based podcast. Um, but I'll, I'll, will at least like to see him take more chances. Um, other than um, kind of playing the conservative and safe. Um, if it weren't for AG, that is just a 20 to 16 um, victory. And that's much more close. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is.
1: Hey, Ron, I, I think that <clears throat> real quick on Alex Smith, I don't, I don't think he's back. If you notice, the old Alex Smith never – he did not have happy feet. The old Alex Smith, I can honestly say, he was stable. He was set in the pocket. He would fire. He would go through progressions, and then he would take off. Yep. This one, he drops back. If you notice, he's hopping. He's, he's hopping. hopping. I feel he gets one read in, which is Terry. He might get to his second read, and then it's to the back. I that's I think that's the progression. I honestly think that's, that's the progression. seen
2: Okay, who has seen any given Sunday? I yeah. think we all have. Okay. Remember when uh, the veteran quarterback played by Dennis Quig, Cat Rooney, comes back, and he's in practice He comes he, after he comes back from that injury, and he's practicing, and he's even got the red jersey on. He drops back, and then as soon as he gets pressure, he, he gets... Oh. You can see they show this scene where he's getting happy for ducks down. I see a lot of that going on with, with Alex. He's not ducking down, he's just taking unnecessary sacks and afraid of getting hit he's definitely not afraid of getting hit in the sense that he he's not immediately shying from contact but as far as you can see that hesitation uh in him so anybody who's seen that movie and remembers that scene that's kind of what i see with alex smith right now
0: yeah. I, I mean, I think it could get over. I, it's, it's understandable though. I mean, it, yeah, dude,
1: absolutely. that, that
0: injury was, was crazy. Like I've said on previous pods, like that was a war injury. Like people retire from the military with those types of injuries from stepping on the landmine. Um, I mean, so it's, I give them the utmost respect in coming back, but like at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm past that, the, the respect phase is, is done. I want to win football games and truly build for the future. Um, I don't, I don't understand the whole bridging aspect um if if that was the case you should just start Alex and or Kyle Allen to start the season um so it's just I think we're we're kind of working in reverse and Ellie, you were talking about some um some of the things that that Ron Rivera I guess was saying about uh the quarterback the quarterback being Haskins um I guess earlier today or, or recently so I guess while we're talking about the quarterback position you kind of want to dive in on that a little bit
3: yeah, I'll make it quick um essentially Ron Rivera said that, He likes how Haskins has been practicing. He's been heaping a little bit of praise on him, uh, which he has not done all season, or at least in the last, I don't know, five weeks. And this goes back to something Steve said maybe five weeks ago when he said that Rivera likes to put himself in a position where he can't lose. Bottom line is this. He's been giving Haskins praise or relative praise for the last two weeks. The corresponding event to that is that Alex Smith has been winning football games the last two weeks. So that praise that he gives to Haskins means nothing because he can't pull Alex Smith out of the game while Alex Smith is winning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we were losing and Alex Smith wasn't playing well, there was no praise for Haskins. It's it, To me, it's just emptiness because there's a void to place that praise into with no consequence of or threat of having to play him. You know what I'm saying? It's just convenient in that aspect. And then if, if, if Alex starts to play bad, you're not going to hear that praise anymore because then there's that reality that you might have to put Haskins in and he doesn't want to do that. I think he's done with Haskins. That's the unfortunate reality. He just found a convenient place to make himself the good guy again in a situation where he's not going to have to change quarterbacks. Who's asking for a change of quarterback right now? When you're on a two-game win streak or whatever it is, two out of three. I can't uh, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, Pittsburgh it's, could change all that. Pittsburgh could change yeah. all
3: that.
2: Yeah, here's here's where I, I I see what you're saying, and actually what you're saying, in terms of you know Ron's habit of putting himself in win-win situations, um, that makes a lot of sense. Where I, where where I think that there is, this is a case of he's taking truth and blowing it up to get to that position i do have this sneaking suspicion that there's a lot more work going on with haskins behind the scenes than we may realize now we, we got to remember we're so used to information leaking out like you know like like a colander just water flowing through like a sieve all right and we're not getting that so the fact that we don't hear things we just we're we're kind of looking we have to to guess what's going on and just i don't know i was talking steve and i noticed this a lot that you saw haskins a lot of times on the sidelines like not because the camera was looking at him but just cuz he was in the shot and he's very active he's very he's very engaged in the game he's not it's he's not looking like a quarterback who knows that his time is up And maybe he's just being smart and he knows this is the role he should play. Maybe he's, you know, got, maybe he's got that mindset. Cameron might be on me at any time. I better look like, you know, I care or, and like I said, this is just, you know, just saying this or they are basically kind of hitting the reset on figuring out how to get him ready. Like, okay. Whatever we did in the past to try to get Dwayne ready for the season absolutely failed. And Dwayne lost focus or whatever because we failed somewhere. Let's hit the reset button and let's start again with this kid. See if we can get him going into the next offseason. I think that that is a possibility. I'm not saying that's absolutely what's happening, but I think it is a possibility because of the fact that we're seeing Dwayne more engaged, and we're you know before Ron said anything, you were hearing things from guys like Scott Turner, Ken Zampezi a couple of weeks ago of how Dwayne started to come along. So while we have a natural inclination sometimes to not trust coaches, um, because sometimes you know especially when they're new into a system, they're less expendable than the players. I do think that there's a good possibility that they are trying to get Dwayne ready to go, if not for by the end of this season, for going into the off season and then kind of rolling from there because he was, he was in a crap position in terms of trying to prepare for an offense that is vastly different from what Jay and, and Bill Callahan ran last year and and Kevin O'Connell. Um, and i think they they thought they had the right formula for getting them ready and they didn't so while coaches will never say oh we completely fucked this up i think that this is their way of, of hit, kind of hitting a reset button i just i got this this feeling and i know it's a lot of circumstantial stuff and putting a little faith into the coaching staff but i don't know It's just something tells me they are at least looking down that road to see, I, we might have something here. Let's see if we can reteach this offense to this kid.
3: I I might get with you. If Scott Turner and Ken Zampezi didn't say those same things before the season started. And then he got yanked after four games. It's that's lip service to me, man. I think once the trade deadline deadline passed and there was nothing they can do with him, it's, Oh yeah. Hey, he's, he's doing great. But then Scott, then Ron Rivera said three weeks ago, when some, when a reporter asked him, you know, about Haskins coming back in the game, he's like, "I didn't say that." And then now, two weeks now, fast forward a week, Alex Smith playing a little bit better against a another crap team, and he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, or
2: maybe, or yeah, maybe he, maybe, maybe Ron sees what we see. Maybe Ron sees that you can't go forever. The timing is Snow. just
3: too convenient for me, and I, I don't. I think the the lip that he Has would you say
2: i didn't say anything i was just shrugging like you know you could go either way with us i mean you know i i can see where you're coming from with it le i totally understand where you're coming from with it i don't know i just had this this i just feel like there would be more dissension just just creeping out if there didn't seem to be some kind of progress going on here um, just players not liking, you know, this being done, you know, Dwayne being kind of treated a certain way, things like that. I just feel like there would be more of that going on. And because that isn't, now I have to look for other reasons as to, you know, or other ideas of what the hell's going on. And now I'm beginning to think that, well, maybe they are working with Dwayne behind the scenes. They're like, okay, we're going to hard reset this kid. We're going to sit him down. And we're you know, when we're not installing a game plan for the next game with Alex, because Alex is a veteran, we don't need to go through, you know, you don't have to handhold him, we're gonna take this extra time and we're gonna, you know, go from from square one with Dwayne. I don't know, I'm not saying that is absolutely what's happening, but it's a theory I have. And we'll see if Dwayne's starting week one next season. I was right. If not, I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, the, the the easiest thing that this clown could do at fucking head coach is just say, "Hey, this is what we're doing." I mean, and then it's not a, an empty, hollow debate uh, between podcasters, media, uh, etc. So, um, yeah,
2: is not even discussing it. We are because we're the only ones paying attention. It seems.
0: Yeah, it surely does seem like that at times. Uh, game balls. Game ball. So I'm going to be the first to jump on this one. I'll be nice and quick. I'm going to give my game ball to um, Jeremy Reeves, Uh, currently our highest highest rated uh, defensive back safety-wise on the team with an overall grade of 78.5 on pro football focus. Granted, his playing time is is pretty short, uh, but what stood out uh, to me is he had a, a pass breakup in the end zone Um, Perfect timing to get there, break up a pass I'd like to see him defend a pass And then he had that fake punt Stop, Uh, anytime you see A younger player make an open field tackle On a play that's Designed to trick you um, You know, a fake um, To me that just stood out, and it's something you like to see Because we we know that We signed Landon Collins to the free agent Deal um, a season or two Ago, and He's been okay but he hasn't really played up to the potential that we thought he would he's the 56th ranked um safety out of 91 um so that's worse than bad or worse than the top you're out the top 50 i guess you should say so um yeah uh it, it's kind of cool to see him come in the game uh along with uh, cam curl um just the two young dudes in the back pretty pretty hard positions to learn um, you are our last line of defense um, when you're playing safety, especially free, and to do it at a pretty decent level. I appreciate that. So that's my game ball, Jeremy Reeves. Uh, Ellie, who's getting a game ball from you?
3: Um, dun, dun, dun. Morgan Moses. Whoa. Morgan okay. Moses. Right? I, Gibson's Whoa. the obvious. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Gibson, you know, I mean, Gibson. Best player on the team. Don't say anything, Bill. But I think Morgan Moses, I, I just, you know, I, I, while I think a lot of it's hype because we're just playing really bad defenses with bad pass rushes, I heard you say something about the Cowboys having a pass rush, Bill. Their pass rush has been terrible this year, but I, I said I they like had pass rushes. Kind of, are you the longest tenured Redskin, if I'm not?
0: Yeah, Moses is he's the longest 10-yard Redskin um, on the roster for sure. So, yeah, it, it's – yeah, it's okay. – I, I Phil, hit, Phil, Phil hit it earlier too. Like the, the, the move from the right to left tackle, everyone says that that is – that's not easy to do. I mean, the left tackle is typically the premier tackle. Um, and Moses, I mean, he stepped up. I mean, he's, he's probably the best left tackle we now have on the roster. Um, but that unfortunately opens a hole on the other side, but I think we've done pretty well. So yeah, I, I have no problem giving Morgan a game ball. You know, you're, you're the, the technique is, is so different. The way you drop back um, to, to pass defend and then the way you drive, I mean, it, whatever, it's, it's, it's tying your shoe in a mirror. Um, we can tie our shoe when we look down, but if you try to tie your shoe in the mirror, it's a little bit difficult um, because it's everything is done reverse. So yeah, kudos to him for sure. That's a uh, nice to see. And he's under
1: contract for two more years. Yeah, it's funny like because nine point when... six next year and seven point seven five in twenty twenty two. Like right peasantry
0: that. numbers. Yeah, that was, that's out. yep. That's and that's nuts because I remember when we did the roster pod, we I talked bad about the guy. Um, I I don't have a problem with it because yeah. he's he's been uh you know a frequent you know penalty taker, giver, causer, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a a surprising breath of fresh air to see him move from right to left and, and do well for us. So
1: he's a habitual line stepper. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) there there you go. (laughs) Hey, Phil, who's getting the game ball from you? All
2: right. Um, my game ball goes to the mad hitter, Troy Abke. No, I'm kidding. Um, Dev just died. No, here's the thing. This tells, this tells you all you know. Abke made that one hit. And then he was stomping. And the first person I thought of was Ellie. Because I knew that was going to drive him absolutely nuts to see that.
0: <laughs> I think it drove so, all of us nuts. Because it, it reminded me of Le'Ron Landry giving up a no. 25. And it then didn't flexing. stand over the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like so, he did I mean, he had to stop. There, it wasn't a, a – I mean, it was, it was a nice play by Apke. Um, but, yeah. It was, the, it was,
2: it was the first – play by apke that he's made (laughs) at free safety yeah it's the first play he's made in two years um no in all seriousness to go along with the vibe i put out at the in my overreaction monday my game ball goes to antonio gibson for making me have to you know Come on here and say I was wrong about how raw he was and how quickly he'd, ac- uh, uh, you know, come to the RB1 role. Yeah, Ellie, you got to totally miss hearing me, you know, just completely humble myself because you know that's not something that's easy for me to do.
3: <laughs> just call him Baby Mixon. That's all I want to hear, man. Say Baby Mixon.
2: No, because I think he might, be, I think if he's this good this early, he might be better than Mixon. <laughs> I, I think that if if he can round out the things that I wish he would round out and do better, I think he can be more successful than Joe Mixon. I'm not a huge Joe Imagine Mixon he, fan, too. So that that's part of it. I want to compare him to somebody <laughs> I like more. I just haven't come up with that comp yet. Um, but Curtis Martin. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Ellie is Imagine dying with for the this day, dude. Though. Dying yeah. for this dude to be the first ten thousand yard rusher in the history, career rusher in the history of the Redskins. He want, he wants <laughs> him to take Riggins' career record, isn't that right, L.A. That that's who you. We're want.
3: We're just gonna. Only way we win two is by running the football. That's all I want. I want us to run the football effectively, and he seems to be the one that can do it. That's yeah, all.
2: he he does, and 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 you gotta give it to Gibson. I mean, he actually got involved in the passing game stop hand catching. He dropped two balls because of a hand catching issue bike or sorry, stop body catching. I wish he would hand catch more, but he likes to try to bring the ball into his body when he catches. And he did miss two passes because of that. Uh, Cause he's not very talented with the hand catching, but that's something you can coach. And that would make him even more of a threat. You can get him out there on, 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 you know, wheel routes and so forth. You know, Chris Thompson was a great hand catcher out of the backfield. So, you know, you can do that with Antonio Gibson, and you can make him a real dangerous threat. I mean, you can make him if he can really shore up some. You know, get him more involved in the passing game. You know, he could be like a you know a prime Le'Veon Bell type who can catch or he can run.
0: I hate Le'Veon Bell. He's only because he's ruining squad. your fantasy season. Absolutely, <laughs> Antonio Gibson's
1: averaging. 5.13 yards a touch. That's combined passing and running, and that's with being neglected for the first, I'd say quarter. You could even say more than a quarter of the season. Possibilities endless. I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. No. Is is he getting your game ball too, Steve?
1: No. Are, are you gonna are you gonna yeah, you're gonna you're th- gonna pass me the the torch? No. Pass the torch. My, my game ball goes to Montez Sweat. That man's okay. a dog. He had he had the single highest game uh, rated of his career and uh, from pro football focus. And when he, he did the one, he pulled the Ryan Kerrigan from his rookie year, the Giants game, you know, grab the interception out of the air and run it back for touchdown. I mean, it was just, it was icing on the cake, man. It just, I was like, oh, I'm excited for our, for our bookends, man. So, and I'll give the honor mention to the um, I'm not gonna say Antonio Gibson because you got did, but the offensive line, they're, they're, they're doing really well. And um um, I'll give another honorable mention to uh, Jalen Hurts, who's now in the game for Philadelphia
0: at this time. Over. So, yeah, this this pod needs to end soon. So we're going <laughs> to skip miscellaneous and jump right into shout-outs. Shout-out to Steve for dropping an update. So, yeah. I'm, no, uh, Damar Daisy, uh, we got to get you on the pod, man. I'm going to shout you out until you finally – jump on with us um is always dropping some gems in the group i really appreciate um his knowledge his his wisdom his feedback um, it's it's always nice to see so my shout out this week this pod will be to demar daisy uh ellie
3: who you shouting out brother shout out to dev who's not here um man, there's a lot of people in there uh my usual suspects just shout out to everybody actually you know you guys keep it live so shout,
0: shout out to love, everyone man. who fights with redskins addicts and the 56 podcast on twitter that's to shout out man and <laughs> what hey, <laughs> hey ellie actually plug plug your new um your, your new upcoming pod and or uh twitter handle as well
3: yeah it is the new pod is dc sports uh what is it <laughs> dc sports uh Declassified. Declassified. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is yes and the, <laughs> i uh, saw twitter his face i put
0: him on the spot and i love <laughs> you and i apologize
3: <laughs> dc classified is the twitter handle i did a uh wizards pod the other day and people are eating that up man i was surprised at the reaction i got to that i got a couple messages last night about it just something different you. so yeah shout out to everybody for that
1: Are you ready to do some um some caps and nats content too
3: Oh, bruh. <laughs> Give me a call. All I got right, you. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll bring, LA, I'll bring you, you on talk caps and ads, Me and Steve got you. Definitely. Yeah, let the Come lighter hang out For sure. Kind of
1: light skinned dudes. We got
3: you. <laughs> I got the non criminal persuasion. Shout. Dude's name was, but yeah.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Chad Dukes. You dumbass. Oh
3: man.
0: Uh, Phil who you shouting out brother And we're going to close with Steve once you're dead Alright
2: shout out to Terry McLaurin I'm about to put Elliot on the spot again <laughs> Shout out to Terry McLaurin Because you did something this week Just like Antonio Gibson did something To change to get me to reverse course Completely And to finally accept something That Elliot told me Terry McLaurin Forced Elliot To admit to, to something That I've been telling him
3: Ellie, what is that? Is the, no, it's uh, the Terry McLaurin is a number one wide receiver, and he hasn't done anything different. I think I'm just he he fills that role for us. I, would, I will say there are other receivers I will take over him. It's probably about eight to ten, but he is definitely number one receiver. You can count on him. We just don't go to him enough. So it's not him; it's the team that's pissing me off about Terry McCord.
2: He's t- he's he's in the top third, and, and I think that puts you in yeah. solid number one status. And I'm you know that's kind of the status I maintain. And, and Le kind of came to that. So it's funny this this Cowboys game actually has has uh, soothed down two points of contention between myself and Le. I hope this doesn't make the podcast boring going forward. But <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout-out to Terry McLaurin. You, you, you did that for me, so I had to bring that up. Steve, go for it.
1: Um, I, It'd be hard to shout-out everybody in the group. You know, another live thread. It was great. Um, but I gonna give my shout-out to uh, Nate Robinson. Man, I hope you're doing okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> we you – know,
1: you, you, Hope you got your, your purse. I, I – I, I hope to see you back in the. They were weekend. guaranteed
3: a hundred dollars per I, I, round, not to cut you up. Hundred dollars yes, per round. You got six hundred thousand.
1: I heard it end up being six hundred k ish when you take away the pay per view yeah. royalties, but it's all speculative. Yeah. But man, I didn't pay for anything. I watched it on YouTube, like y'all, some of y'all did, Same. and uh, yeah, yeah, decent hey. match between uh, Tyson and Jones. But yeah, <laughs> shout out to Nate Robinson, man. Go back to Big Three.
0: Hey, a little bit of so Jose Canseco of Baseball Fame. Yep. My buddy just sent me this. He said hey, he said, bruh, Jose Conseco tweeted Logan Paul, who dated Jose Conseco's uh who who dated Josie Conseco, which is Jose's daughter. Jose said that hey, he want to fight any of the Paul brothers. To which Logan replied, sure. I love smashing consecos. Let's go. Ooh, oh, uh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Never Burn. mess with a young cat who's quick with the Twitter fingers because you will get burned. Mm-hmm. That's funny as hell. And, and,
3: I put this PSA out on another podcast platform, but guys, I don't care how tough you think you are. Don't fight somebody who's been training to fight. You're not yeah. going to win. It doesn't matter. You're a tough guy on the street, great. Anybody that's been training with any kind of technique, especially defensively, you're not going to win yeah. unless you get lucky. Nate Robinson was just not trained to fight. He didn't. He was take so it sloppy. Serious.
2: He got
3: Hands he got done.
2: put out. Here's the crazy thing: he got put out for good by a guy who was moving backwards. Right. Yeah. That's technique. If you know how to throw a hard punch, moving backwards. Yep, that's right. Why that fighting
3: was,
0: fighting wild do does it. nothing for you. And that he just—he was like a, exactly. a bull. Like he was—he was someone who obviously is not trained how to fight a boxing match, a street fight. Perhaps he can run up on you. I mean, he's—he's exactly. he's strong. The dude's got—he has power in his legs. I mean, that's where your punches come from. Um, but Logan Paul has been training how to be a boxer. He's trying to make a pro career off it, and he's now 2-0. And, uh,
1: he represented the Knicks, the Knicks well. So. Nah, man. Y'all, that, y'all he looked that like one? he was in Wizards colors. My TV
0: <laughs> calibration might have been off. It looked like red and blue. Knicks fans and
1: are and like, no, we, see, get, we give him, to, North. 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 We give him to Chicago. We give him to Chicago.
0: Jesus, that was embarrassing, man. The, the, the <laughs> amount of memes. Shout out to the internet because the memes that Undefeated. came out instantly. My Facebook profile picture is a, is a profile video of Nate Robinson getting knocked, the Sonic rings knocked out of him. So uh, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't checked it, go click on my name and click the profile photo. Yeah. And, and look at the Sonic rings getting knocked out of my Nate
2: favorite Robinson. one is, is Nate Robinson laying on the mat and then laying next to him is Carson Wentz. Uh, <laughs> they had, they had one
0: where they showed, jones and tyson fighting and they had robinson laid out in the background and say bro like robinson's still out that shit was funny as hell like yeah the meme shout out shout out to all the meme makers across the world so yeah that is that was uh that was good but yeah, pod thirty eight is uh wrapping up, fellas. I want to see what our division opponent is doing versus the Seahawks. Is is Hurts in permanently, Steve? Or uh I
1: I didn't, I just flipped it on and he was in the game. And okay. he had one series and they punted, so Seattle's Seattle's had the ball since I announced it. Yep. Um so yeah, they're about Seattle's about to score. They're down in the red zone. So
0: Yep, second goal in the red zone. So yeah, we'll see. But uh fellas, as always, it's a pleasure. I'm gonna oh hey, podcast world. I did it. I came through. Your boy got his TV that he freaking wanted, and it's awesome so far. So, yes. yeah. Uh,
3: 77? Yeah.
0: 77 <laughs> inches of OLED glory. The LG C10 77-inch monster. Like Standing up over this shoulder, you can see the box. I guess, don't know how to point It's over here. You see the yeah, box? Yeah, you're pointing at it. I'm 6'4 when I stand up. Obviously, 77 is one inch taller than 6'4. That shit's taller than me, like, on its side. So, yeah it's 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 freaking awesome I, I threw on the xbox i played nba 2k uh one the next generation the series x thing and it's it looks like a real nba game like legitimately it's, it's sick it's i'm elated i can't wait i want to go watch That's football crazy. see how it's working did you
3: mount it or you just I,
0: so i have a, a a mounting stand so my tv has like a, a long bar the tv stand um so yeah, it's not mounted into the wall, but it is on a mount, so I can at least swivel it left and right. Um, nice. So yeah, it's uh, okay. it's incredible. The base is heavy as hell. The, the, I, I didn't want to put that on the tempered glass; I thought that would actually break it. So I figured it was safer to mount the damn thing. So yeah, it's uh, the wife said it's too big. You missed that part of pod, and I kind of agree with her, but I won't tell her that. It's it's awesome though. <laughs> I'm gonna love it. Gonna love it. And I'm a gamer, so it's it's got a lot of gaming uh, features right. and whatnot too. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. But
2: yeah, may make me want to upgrade my TV. got it.
0: you gotta. <laughs> if you can, you gotta t- pay attention to the deals. Here's the thing: so where I am, I got it from Nebraska Furniture Mart, um, and I can price match up until the 31st of January. So um, it was already on sale, but if it goes on sale, any other you know competing vendors, uh, whether online or in store the price match and just give me a, a my refund to my, my card. So that's something goodness there. So yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. Crazy. Yep, yep. I don't know
2: where I'm going to put a 77-inch TV, but I'll find it. i will find, find a place. place. you find a place.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, you will make it happen. I'll tell you what, the homeboy was the Credible Hulk delivering that shit because like, he threw that shit on one shoulder. I was like, yeah, bring it to my back door. And I'm like, damn, is that shit heavy? And it was, it was heavy. It kind of... Kind of intimidating to see this fucking dude just put that 150 pounds on the shoulder and just walk down a, a a slightly damp grass hill to my backyard and then come in the house with it.
2: But yeah, so Hurley Woolen was your delivery guy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who the hell he was, but the dude was he uh, he was, he was out there. Hi, <laughs> right, fellas, man, y'all be good, man.
2: All right, peace,
0: peace. Hail to the football team.